up and welcome to the Turley Talk Sports Podcast. On this podcast, we'll be talking about daily sports news. We'll have interviews with athletes, coaches, and media members. We have predictions, power rankings, previews, and all things sports. I'm your host, Jackson Turley, and thank you for tuning in. On today's show, we have former professional baseball player Marcus Littlewood joining us. Marcus was chosen to play on the 16- and 18-year-old USA national baseball teams where he played alongside players such as Bryce Harper and Francisco Lindor. He played high school ball at Pineview where he was named Utah's Mr. Baseball and selected as a first-team All-American. He committed to play at the University of San Diego, but he was then drafted in the second round by the Seattle Mariners and went on to play professionally. Marcus played eight years and ultimately made it to AAA before retiring. He's now working, helping coach baseball, and giving lessons in St. George, Utah. Let's get into the interview. Thank you, Marcus, for joining me. Yeah, what's up, man? Not much, just in between classes. What about you? <laughs> oh, I'm sitting at work right now. Nice. Yeah, I'm looking outside. It's a nice day I, I probably should be golfing right now yeah I agree all right so we'll just get into it um could you give us a brief background about your playing career yeah um I grew up here um in St. George and uh I think ever since I started walking I, I was I was playing had a had a bat and a ball in my hand um my dad coached you know at Dixie State um throughout my whole childhood and um yeah I would I would go go to the field after school every day my mom would pick me up from school take me to the field I'd I'd hang out in the field bug all those guys to play catch with me and hit, hit me ground balls and then um my dad would take me home and um so I went to Pineview um and throughout my high school career I was able to play on um you know two USA teams the, the 16 year old team and then the 18 year old team. Um, I, I played in the Aflac all American game. Um, and, uh, from there I, I got drafted by Seattle in, in the second round in 2010 and played with them for seven years in the minors and, um, was a free agent after that year and then signed a one year deal with Arizona uh, with them, I, I played, you know, in double A AA and triple A for that last season, which was 2018. And, um, and then I was done. I, uh, I was ready to go out and play again. Um, and there was also part of me that was, was not ready to go out and play again. Um, but, uh, I, no one called. So that was it. Yeah. How were your experiences playing with those USA national teams? No, it was awesome. It was probably, you know, some of the, some of the best baseball memories I have. Um, just the type of, I think just what it took to get there, um, the process to get there. And, and, you know, you have to go to Arizona for that 16 year old team uh, and play in that massive tournament and then go to the trials in Florida. And then, you know, they, they dwindle that list down and then ultimately making that, that 16 year old team, it was it was awesome, man. Like, and the, the type of players that we were with, um, you know, you had, you had guys like Harper and Michael Lorenzen, um, 
and Nikki Delmonico, um, you know, Francisco Lindor. I mean, there's probably more I'm forgetting, but um, it was awesome. That 16-year-old team, we went to uh, 16-year-old. Yeah, the 16-year-old team, we went to um, Veracruz, Mexico, and we played in, I, I think it was like the Pan American championships or something where you know we played cuba and mexico and and panama and and teams like that uh you know we actually ended up winning the gold medal i I think one of my not i I don't think i I would say that my best baseball memory uh was hitting a bases clearing double um against mexico i think in the semifinal game uh, which was which was awesome because you know if you ever been to Mexico at a baseball game it's like a soccer game you know the, the the fans are insane you know they're they're freaking banging on the seats with bats and and making it's like a soccer game it's like they're going crazy so that was cool um, you know it was like a late inning hit that I got uh, to the, you know to take the lead and um, you know that was probably my coolest memory we went on to win the, the gold medal there. Uh, and then just, I guess, playing with all those guys and watching, like, just how good people can be uh, was really cool. And, you know, and, the, and then the 18-year-old team, we lost to Cuba in the semifinals, ended up taking, I think, bronze or something. So I probably threw that medal away. It wasn't gold. So um, that was also a really cool experience. You know, we, we kind of we, – we started down – I think it was uh, – you know, yeah, it was actually North Carolina – um, and then the team was set there. We, we made, we went to Washington DC to play kind of went up the East coast. We went to New York and ma- then ended up in, um, uh, Thunder Bay, Canada. Um, and then played in that some world championships tournament or something like that. So that was also awesome. Yeah. It was, it was, the, both of those experiences were sweet. Yeah, how is it playing with those players knowing that now they're like MLB superstars and are you still in contact with any of those players? I'm not in contact with them. No, shoot, that was probably 12 years ago that I played with them. And, you know, throughout the minors, I saw a bunch of them and, and it, was, uh, it was always good to just catch up with them. Um, but, yeah, you're right, just kind of just watching them. I remember – you know, the first time I met, I met Bryce was we, we flew together to the trials and this guy, we were, we were all 15, 16 years old. He was younger than everyone. And he, he looked like a man. I mean, it was like watching him take batting practice. We we were just like, I mean, it was so different. He was so different. And you could say that for, you know, Lindor as well. Um, you know, Tony Walters was also on that team. So just like you, you realize that, man, there, there's a lot of talented, talented guys out here outside of little St. George, Utah. But um, yeah, it was, it was fun to watch. It was just fun to be a part of. Yeah. That's a lot of pressure playing with those USA national teams. How did you stay mentally strong through playing under all that pressure? I don't know. I, I, I never really saw it as pressure. Um, I, I kind of, I, I don't feel like, I, I do feel like I felt pressure um, probably my senior year of high school when I was trying to get drafted. I didn't feel pressure on those USA teams just because I think I was just surrounded with, with such good players. 
I didn't feel like I had to, to do anything special. I was watching special things happen all around me, you know, you know, I was just your average guy who could, who could know, you knew, knew how to run bases and could field the routine ground ball. But um, yeah, there wasn't much pressure. Um, and I feel like, you know, I feel like, I feel like that's just more of a mentality and, and just kind of what perspective you're going to take with things. You know, if you just kind of realize, you know, I, I've kind of put in my work and I've prepared whatever happens just is, is going to happen. It's just, and baseball is this thing where you just have no control, man. So it's almost like, like I said, whatever happens, happens. There's just not much pressure to it. I mean, the odds are you're going to get out. So <laughs> if you go up there thinking, well, I might get out. It's, there's not a whole lot of pressure you put on yourself. Yeah. Did you have any pregame routines or superstitions while you played? Not really. Uh, no superstitions. Um, but a gal, I, I honestly would say my routine later in my, in my career was probably unhealthy. I'd take, I would take ibuprofen and, and, you know, Tylenol and pre-workout just to kind of get everything going, you know, in those, in the, in those, we were played in Jackson, that Southern league was, was brutal, but um, no, I think, you know, I caught, so, my biggest thing was just making sure my body was ready. Um, you know, and, and every day is pretty much the same. And I wasn't a guy who was like, Oh, I gotta have, I gotta take this many swings. Um, and I've got to do this drill and this drill. I went more off of feel. My routine was, was more of like a, like an outline, you know, it would be get to the field and, and make sure I get my swings in the cage um, and my routine would change depending on how I felt, um, you know, and then it was BP um, and then downtime and then really just make sure that my body's ready to catch, which, you know, took a long time. So um, basically my routine was whatever it took to just be ready to play. Yeah, as you said, you just do whatever you can to get your body ready to catch. But in high school, you were a shortstop right? Yeah. So how was that transition from playing shortstop um, going into being a catcher? How was that transition? It was really hard. Um, like I, I tell everybody, I didn't, they, they approached me, you know, in the middle of my first year when I was playing short, if I wanted to catch. And um, I, I told them, I'm like, I don't even know how to put my gear on. I, I actually put my catcher's gear on with the wrong shin guard on the wrong leg. I, I didn't know what I was doing. And, uh, you know, I, I, I said, yeah, let's do this. Cause, um, I thought, you know, it would be, it would be, uh, I wouldn't say an easier path to the big leagues, but I do know that catching takes a lot of pressure off of the bat. You know, in my first year, it was a big time struggle, um, at the plate. And I'm thinking, man, you know, I got a lot of skills that could probably translate over pretty well. Um, and I, and my baseball IQ was good. So, you know, I, I knew that I would enjoy calling games, controlling the, the running game and, um, you know, understanding opposing lineups and stuff like that. So that, so that stuff like really meshed well with my skills, but man, it was really tough 
not just physically just get getting mobile enough to do it but like slowing it down in your in your mind because man it gets fast like just trying to trying to figure out you know batter strengths and weaknesses in, in relation to our pitcher strengths and weaknesses and just trying to get a pitcher through five innings if he doesn't have his stuff and um you know, there's so much, and meanwhile, you got a, a fast guy on first, the three hitters, and you know, four spots down, and you have all this to 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 kind of analyze and try to to try to think about in the game. So that was also hard to slow down. That was fast at first, but um, but yeah, it was it was a challenge. It probably took me a year and a half to, to really feel like you know, I could, I can do this at a high level. Yeah. Before your minor league days, as I said in the intro, you were named Mr. Baseball for Utah, your senior year of high school. <laughs> yeah. How was your high school baseball experience? Um, it was, I was good. I mean, I, I was more stressed out in high school than I was in anything just cause like you, we talked about pressure earlier and I didn't feel a ton of pressure in pro ball. I didn't feel a ton of pressure with the USA team, even in the Aflac all American game, but man, I felt it my senior year in high school. Um, because not only did I feel like, man, I, I need to do something every single game, you know, to get a win, but it was kind of like, you know, there, there's your parents, maybe a few friends in the stands, but then there's 10 scouts, you know? So it's like, you know, I gotta, I gotta do something. And I felt that every game. And, um, I wouldn't say, I wouldn't say like my high school baseball career was, was an enjoyable experience. Um, you know, I, I wish it was, uh, but I just, I just put that, you know, that it kind of self-inflicted, uh, um, you know, pressure on myself. So, but my, my, my travel ball days and my, my scout team stuff, that was a lot of fun. I, I had, I enjoyed traveling and, and, you know, playing with some of these really good teams and, and good players. Yeah. A lot of people know about the NFL draft or the NBA draft and how that works, but take us through your draft process and how the MLB draft kind of works. Yeah. I got, what's the, what's the NFL? Like, like six rounds. Yeah. Six rounds. NBA. Six rounds. How many rounds of NBA? Is it really? Yeah. And then the, in the major leagues, when I was getting drafted, it was 40, right? So there's a lot of players. Um, and I don't, I, I think people don't really understand. Like, I mean, I'm sure your listeners will, you know, if you're going to get drafted in the NBA or NFL, you're going to be on the team mm -hmm. that next year. I mean, you can pretty much guarantee that. I mean, it might probably harder in the NFL. But, um, and, and but just because in, you know, in the big leagues, there's, there's six farm teams. So, you know, and, and pretty much everybody has to start at the bottom and, you know, you're talking about 300, 400 players in a, in a system. Um, so anyway, yeah, my, my draft experience, um, I'll, I'll, re I'll remember it, you know, for the rest of my life. I remember we were, it was me and my brother, Nate. And uh, my parents, we were sitting around a, a computer and, uh, you know, it was coming on the computer 
uh, you know, each pick. And, um, you know, when, when I heard my name called in, in the second round, it was like, oh, you know, felt like just a big time relief. And because there was so much leading up to it, you know, it's it was like two and a half years of like, am I going to get drafted? How high am I going to get drafted? You know, and, and so just to, I felt like, oh, great. Like I can relax now and just focus on that. So it was it was good. It was it was good to, to be able to share that with with my parents, you know, because they obviously they they've been extremely influential um, in that whole entire process and in baseball, too. Yeah. How did you manage going just from a high school kid to a professional baseball player with that short of a span? <laughs> I didn't manage it. I sucked. Dude, it was hard. I, I thought I was ready, but, but man, I, 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 my first year of pro ball, um, it was in Clinton, Iowa in the Midwest league. And, and it's a hard league. I, I honestly, in all the triple a leagues and all the double a leagues, um, high a, this low A Midwest league was the hardest by far, you know, it, and it's just because like it's freezing cold until June. And for some reason, dude, like the, the grass is like three times as thick as any other <laughs> across the league. So it's like, you're not getting ground balls through the infield organizations send their best, their best pitchers there, you know, college big time arms there. I wasn't, I wasn't ready mentally. I wasn't ready physically. Um, and, and, and I mean, I, I could probably do like three pull-ups right when I was in low A playing that, playing in that league. And, and so my body never felt good. My bat speed was slow. I was, I was, it's kind of funny. I got like five hits in my first two games in that league. And I'm like, sweet, this is going to be easy. I'm like, give me three weeks here, send me up to high A and like, let's start rolling. And then I went like, I'm not kidding you. Probably like seven for a hundred. I ended up hitting like 158 in the first month of that year. And I got sent down. I was an absolute, I was an absolute mess. My parents were actually in town when I got sent down and uh, it was like shell shock. It was like, I've never failed before. And, um, that was extremely hard. That was extremely hard time in my career, probably the hardest time in my career where I was like, man, maybe I'm not as good as I thought I was, you know? And, and, um, so I got sent down and then just could kind of continued my struggles throughout that whole year. So I, I don't know if I, I don't know if I managed it at all. I, I think that I, I just got buried and my whole, my whole goal was just, just try to survive you know, but I will say that I did, you know, I went back to that league two years later and, and had a good year, you know, and, and moved on. So, and that's what it's all about though. Just trying to, you know, try to overcome those struggles. That's pretty much all baseball is. Yeah. How did you stay motivated to keep playing when you were going through those struggles? Motivated. I, I, I never had a problem with motivation. I mean, um, it's not even something that I, I really think about. I, I feel like I, I've always kind of had that motivation. Um, you know, when I got drafted, it was like I, I had a goal in mind to make it to the big leagues. And, you know, no matter how I, how bad I struggled, 
I, I, I still believe there were times where I, I you know, I, I didn't have much confidence, but man, I still believed it deep down that I could do it. So, so the, the belief system was there. And when your belief system is there, the motivation follows, you know, it's, it's, it's just kind of like a choice. I, I know, honestly, I didn't, I didn't feel like I even, I didn't have a choice. I mean, I got up every day and, and just worked and that was it. So, you know, motivation was kind of always there. Yeah. What did your typical day look like throughout the minor leagues? Because obviously you play lots of games and not a lot of days and a lot of traveling. What did that, what did your typical day look like? Um, so def like sleep in till about 10 30 which is probably what you do when you don't have school on no absolutely <laughs> yeah i i slept until 10 30 every day till i was 27 um <laughs> um yeah so yeah get up make sure i make sure you eat you know a big breakfast and my wife when my wife when i got married my wife was able to come out with me I, my nutrition definitely you know stepped up uh, quite a few notches <laughs> and uh um you know we we would work out three times a week um so you know if you're going to go to the gym you, you go to the gym you come back grab some lunch and then you're at the field at about two and um and then that's when you know we talked about our, our pre-game routine i think that's when it kind of starts you get again around two o'clock you hit you do your routine in the cage and um and then you start start whatever you whatever you need to do to get ready to play, um, and then you play the play the game, and um, kind of go to sleep, wake up the next day, and do it all over again. I mean, minor leagues, it's 140 games, you know, in a in a span of about 150 152 days. So, um, you know, it's an everyday grind. Yeah. That's a lot of – you've played a lot of games throughout your career. Do you have any, like, funny baseball stories that you can share with us? Funny? Um, well, shoot, in, uh, in Loway, Quad Cities, we had, a, we had a delay for – I think that there was a raccoon on the field. Dude, in the minors, it's just – it's insane. Like, you'll, you'll shower in these – I mean, it looked like dungeon showers with, like, freaking leaky – leaky – faucets and you're you know you're standing in about five inches of standing gross water in the showers um you know and the and since i caught i spent a lot of time in the bullpen and you'll get kids that are just just bugging you so bad asking for balls and stuff so one day i put a i put a cup out there in the middle of the bullpen you know and, and so the kids were on top like on the railing um you know on the walkway above the bullpen and I kept saying, you know, you get a quarter in this thing, I'll give you a ball. So, dude, these kids – and I'm not kidding you. By the end of it, there were probably 30 kids above our bullpen just tossing quarters, tossing quarters down in our, into our bullpen. No one could make it in the cup. And so, dude, I got like seven bucks in quarters. And I, I was able to do laundry for like two weeks off of those quarters. So that was pretty sweet. They started throwing like $1 bills and $5 bills. So I had to shut it down, but, <laughs> but it was pretty funny. God, I'd, I'd have to think about some more, but yeah, those, 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 those two, have you ever seen bull Durham? It's a, it's a great depiction of, of life in the minor leagues. There's a lot of, there's just a lot of, you know, good stories and 
um, funny times that we have on buses and, and stuff like that. There was a story or a game rather that your Lumber Kings team overcame a 16 run deficit and ended up winning the game. Could you take us through that game? Yeah, that was insane. Um, I think that was still to this day, the, the biggest comeback in professional sports history, right? Yes. Or no, purpose of baseball. Baseball. Yeah. Yeah. That was insane. I think we were down 16 to one out like the sixth inning or something like that. And, uh, I mean, we were getting killed 16 to one. Yeah. I mean, rarely do, do teams score more than eight runs. Yeah. And so, yeah, it was crazy, man. We just started chipping away, um, you know, a couple errors. And, and honestly, I actually, I would say there wasn't like a ton of errors. Uh, we just, we just kept like getting base hit after base hit. Um, and then, you know, we, we just found ourselves in a situation where, where I was actually hitting in the top of the ninth. So it was 16 to 13. No, 16 to 12. The guy in front of me um, has a guy on first and second. And he hits like a rocket um, one hopper right to the first baseman. It takes a bad hop and hits the guy right in the nose, and he breaks his nose. So he's bleeding all over the field. He gets taken out the out of the game. Anyway, bases are loaded now, and I'm and I'm hitting top of the ninth. And we we had just chipped we had chipped away, and you know scored third or no eleven runs in a matter of you know two and a half innings. And so. Um, I don't know. I had like a two Oh count. And I actually hit a grand slam, <laughs> a grand slam to tie it um, in the ninth inning with two outs, bases loaded. It's like, it honestly, it was like th that situation where you, you're in the backyard when you're a kid, you know, bases loaded top of the ninth inning. And, you know, I hit a home run and we were going ballistic and there was probably eight people in the stands. I mean, this is like, this is like Burlington, I Iowa, right? No one there. Yeah. It's like a legion field, right? The only person, like, out of those eight people, my wife was there, and she was actually videoing it. She never videos. She was videoing my at-bat because she was like, "What you know, what's going to happen here? And uh, so, yeah, I, I hit a homer. She videoed it, and um, she, it's like ESPN, Good Morning America, they actually reached out to her to send that video. And it, we like went, we went on, we were in the, in the sports illustrated. Um, I did an interview with ESPN with good morning America. It was insane. A low A team in Burlington, Iowa coming back that, that much. So we actually, we actually ended up winning the game in like the, the 11th inning. Um, I don't know how we took the lead. We did. And, um, you know, what's actually funny about that is, I mean, I think it this was a long game. So I, I was starving. I was catching. I was starving. My wife was sitting, like, right behind on deck circle. I think in, like, the sixth or seventh inning, I, just, I, I you know, put my head over. I said, hey, you know, like, go grab us a pizza, you know, for after the game. This is, like, the seventh inning. So, anyway, she got a pizza, came back, and got the video. So, and that's a little side story. But 
Um, yeah, we actually our I think our second baseman came in and closed out the game in the eleventh. So that was crazy. Yeah, it was funny, but um, well, yeah, a pretty cool experience though. Yeah, as you said, your dad was is a premier baseball coach in the country. How did coming from a baseball family impact you and your career? Um, Cal, a lot. Like I said earlier, they they were both my parents were were super influential. So was my were my brothers. I remember, you know, I think you know as kids, the the best way to get better at baseball is to, to play baseball, and we did that a lot. We'd play catch in the street. We'd play wiffle ball. We had those little easy curve. You remember those easy curve balls with like the rivets in them? Yeah. Um, we'd go out in our backyard and we'd tape a, a, a strike zone on the shed and we would just let it eat back in the backyard. And, um, you know, those were some of the times where I think, you know, even though we were trying to hit homers all the time and, and, you know, swinging out of our shoes like it helped me a lot and having older brothers who who played um and and you know helped me improve um helped a lot my my dad obviously being a coach and um me just me going over to the field every day and um he was always available always you know willing to hit me ground balls and you know I thought you know what was cool was I get a lot of questions. People ask me if, if I felt pressure from my dad or anything, him being a coach, but I never felt that. I always felt like, you know, I wanted to earn, earn that respect from him. Cause I, I, yeah, I, I, um, I looked up to him and I knew his opinion mattered to me and, but I didn't feel pressure. He never pressured me into doing anything. Um, he was always positive. The only times he'd get on any of us, was when we had lack of energy or, or we, we just like, you know, mentally didn't show up. Um, you know, if we were being lazy, if we were being disrespectful, but physically, man, there was nothing, uh, you know, no negativity there. And so, you know, I just, I felt like that really helped me um, just kind of help with my, with my, mindset uh, just trying to stay positive and, and always feeling that support so but yeah man it, I mean I there's no way um I would have got where I did without be, you know growing up in my family yeah now that your playing days are behind you how have you stayed involved with the game of baseball so now I'm helping out at at Crimson, I know you're probably bad about that. You're shaking your head. Yeah. <laughs> I need the cage, man. I so what I'm really doing is lessons, you know. So I, I'm helping. I do probably ten lessons a week, which you know I I really enjoy. Um, from from eight years old to sixteen years old, and um, I think for, you know for me the reason why I like doing the lessons so much is because you know not not just to try to get kids to, to be, be better hitters, but I mean, you could really tell like just, just their overall confidence and, you know, when they first come to me and then when they start, you start hitting with me regularly. And then, um, you know, this, you, you kind of walk in the cage, you know, with, with their chin up a little bit more and shoulders back. And, and I think that's kind of, 
that's part probably the coolest part about me doing the lessons. It's, it's not so much about trying to get you know their swing perfect, but more about just feeling confident and feeling feel you know actually enjoying it because i know that there there are times in baseball where you just don't enjoy it so that's kind of what i'm doing now i i mean when i got done playing i I did go up and help my dad at byu which was which was just an awesome experience um you know i've always kind of hung around the field but not not in that um type of role you know as like a, a grad assistant type of type of thing um you know traveling with the team and stuff that was that was a lot of fun. I did that. Unfortunately, our season got cut short, but, um, you know, who knows, who knows what, what would happen. I I think, you know, I, my dream would be to get back into it and, uh, you know, so we'll see what happens. Yeah. What advice would you give to a kid who's trying to get to where you got baseball? Um, I would say, I would say enjoy it because kids, kids are always going to work. I mean, if, if a kid wants to, to become a professional baseball player, they're, they're probably motivated enough to work, to work hard, you know? So um, I feel like what I see now is there's so much pressure. We talked about it before. I think, you know, I think social media has a lot to do with that pressure. I think parents are morons for the most part parents and you know parents try to get their kids to switch hit when they clearly can't putting them in positions to fail um and so it's just just enjoy it because it's a game and if you're good enough people will find you and and so um that just enjoying it is also going to make you a better player because you're going to be less stressed out um you're going to be, you're going to be a better play, uh, teammate, you know, and, and your work, it, you're always going to work. So that's just a given, you know, if I were to tell some kid, you got to work hard. Well, if I need to tell you, you need to work hard, you're not working hard and you won't ever work hard enough. So, you know, that's kind of like my, my advice, just kind of general advice to a kid who wants to, to go ahead and do it. Um, I wish I would have enjoyed it more, but you know, when you get into pro ball and you, and you don't perform as well as you do, it is hard to enjoy. So, you know, enjoy it while you can and, um, you know, work on the things that work on the things that you aren't good at. You know, everybody wants to work on what they're good at, but work on what you're not good at, you know? And I think, um, also, you know, work on your men, work on your mentality too. It's, it's neglected. Um, and when I, when I, what I mean by that is not to get overcomplicated with it, but just work on keeping it simple. Um, you know, I think that with all the analytics and, um, with the exit velos and, you know, ball trajectory off the bat and biomechanics and all this stuff, man, it can get really complicated, but you know, you can't replace, like I said, going in the backyard and, and playing wiffle ball with your brothers, you know, um, and that we enjoy doing that. I love doing that. I looked forward to it. And that just kind of it just kind of kept me kept me in it and, and kept me energized and wanting to get better. So I was kind of all over the place, but just kind of what, what, I, what I'm thinking. So 
There you go. That's Marcus Littlewood, former professional baseball player. That's all we got for this interview. Thanks for joining me, Marcus. Yeah, thanks for having me. That's all we got for this episode. Thank you for tuning into the Turley Talk Sports Podcast. I'll be putting out new podcasts every Tuesday and Friday. Big thank you to Marcus Littlewood for joining me today. I'm your host, Jackson Turley, signing off. Make sure to subscribe and follow at Turley Talk Sports on Instagram, and we'll hope you tune in next time. Thanks.